Welcome to the Nate Show. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Feel free to follow along on social media at Nate Show 423 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're there. You can keep track of new podcast episodes, new video projects, and upcoming stand-up comedy events. The Nate Show podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast from. So we bonded before about our love and appreciation for comedy and another connection point when I started coming over and hanging out and getting to know you was well first of all your wonderful husband Aaron is a wrestling fan yeah Nate and Aaron are actual soulmates uh, (laughs) we should have actually gotten married yeah it's it's what should have been because Nate will make a ton of jokes and I won't get them and then I'll I'll tell them to Aaron and Aaron will just like the Bray Wyatt reference from Fat Thor and Avengers like right away when I saw him I was like oh that's Bray Aaron will get this and so I told you yeah Yeah, he got it immediately we bonded he and I bonded over wrestling and then I met and I work with Mike as well and we bonded over stuff but you and I bonded basically over just kind of being nerds nerdy stuff like you collect the Funko Pop figures like I do you have a much bigger collection than I do yeah I have like 200 of them yeah I'm in like the mid twenties now, but I'm getting there. I just basically kind of started. It just—it's so. an avalanche, you know. It'll just. I had five like going into the new year, and now I'm up to like twenty something. So we're getting there. And so between that, and then of course our love of movies, like comedies and whatever else, and like you, like I've just mentioned, you went and saw the new Avengers, and I did a podcast about that a week or two ago or whatever. So. I guess start there because you're going to get into some stuff in a minute that I know nothing about. True. But we'll start with sort of a baseline of what I do know about. Um, what did you think of the Avengers and sort of the whole storyline? The whole the whole to, thing of the Avengers. Yeah. So um, I've seen every Avengers movie, specifically Avengers. I've only seen uh, the first and last Captain America movie. I've seen Thor Ragnarok. None of the other Thor movies. Um, I didn't watch any of the Hulk movies besides the one with Edward Norton. Yeah. That made me decide I didn't like Hulk. the Hulk at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, I guess we disagree on that. But. I thought it was a good movie, but I just don't find the Hulk to be an interesting character. As a, as a solo character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't find Ragnarok was great because it was because him it, and Thor and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was great. Um, I didn't realize that I wanted to see uh, the Hulk fight a giant wolf in the ocean until it was happening. And that yep. I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Um, and then the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I love Spider-Man. He is one of my favorites. I love Spider-Man. He's my lot. favorite. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man is great. Uh, but of course, like as young kids, we would see Spider-Man and empathize and feel like you know relate to Spider-Man the most because he's the youngest and he's like lonely and he's like this prodigy kid who like has his own special skills but no one really appreciates him and that kind of thing. Did so. you watch like I did growing up the animated Spider-Man, oh, absolutely. Batman, absolutely. X-Men? Okay, that's a lot of where my love for that stuff comes oh, from. Oh, absolutely. Too. The X-Men, the X-Men cartoon. Uh, you know, I've read a lot of the X-Men comics like back whenever I was younger. I haven't read comics in a long time. Marvel Zombies came out, and I picked yeah. it up, and I looked at it, and I put it back, and I never read comics again. Um, except, I mean, I've read them here or there. The next time I picked up comics seriously was whenever the Green Lantern uh, started to really expound and go into the multicolor spectrum of the lanterns with yeah. the yellow lanterns and the orange lanterns and the red lanterns and things and that was cool but at the same time i was still kind of like put it, put it back on the shelf and kind of you know, come back to it later because i love superheroes as a thing as an idea as a concept as a genre um but i do feel like you can only kill them and bring them back and do the same storylines and stuff over and over the newest X-Men movies coming out is Dark Phoenix, and I could not be bothered to give a fuck whatsoever. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is to X-Men what Uncle Ben dying is to Spider-Man. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. I, I have a curiosity because of the animated series mm-hmm. and that Phoenix story with the green outfit. And the, like, First of all, I have a crush on Sophie Turner, and who we'll get to again in a second, and the Phoenix character anyway, so yeah. I'll see it for that, but I'm not confident. I'm hoping that with the Marvel-Disney merger, it kind of something that it, after this movie, they kind of reboot it and do something yeah. pretty good with it. I mean, I have watched all the X-Men movies. I'm not going to say I enjoyed all of them, but I do keep going back and watching them. I even watched X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like, I was about to say something about that. Yeah, I, like, I even watched that one. Like The best X-Men movie I think there's ever been was Logan, with old man yep. Logan. And that wasn't even the X-Men. That no. was just 
Logan doing stuff. But I mean, like, by and far, the coolest X-Men have always been Wolverine, Gambit, Professor X. I think Jubilee's pretty cool. Psylocke. Psylocke, yeah. Rogue. You know, those guys. Uh, You know, Laser Eyes Scott, he's okay. He's like America's good boy, and he's kind of like a boring one-dimensional character. Mm. Jean Grey is really interesting, but she's kind of, at this point, really cliche, because it's like powerful character, gets too powerful, we have to put her down, take over the world, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like passe to have, like, the apprentice overtake the master and become more powerful than he was before. Like, that's, I can think off the top of my head, like, three things that already have that in it, and that's just, there's, there's, that happened, like, three times in Star Wars alone. So it's, like, kind of like a trite storyline at this point. Um, But I still like Jean Grey, but, like, as a character, like, I don't know, I was never really into her. Um, I love reliving, like, like through nostalgia, and it's funny because that question started with Avengers and became X Men, but it's whatever. Yeah, that's kind of how our conversations go, anyway. Right. We'll we'll loop back. Um, I enjoyed the two thousand X Men movie because mm-hmm. it just when it came out, it was exciting. Because as a kid, reading the comics and going every Saturday with my dad to get new comics, and he'd come home with a big bag full of comics, and I'd read a lot of them. I just I enjoyed that, and then the end of X Two where. She basically becomes Phoenix, but you don't see it till the third movie. And then the third movie sucked. Yeah, the third movie was terrible. Also, <laughs> I hated the Phoenix origin story in the second movie. Yeah, I was, was like, bad. we're still on Earth. We're nowhere near the fucking sun. We're not in space. Where's the Where's the impetus that makes her Phoenix? It's not just that she pulls a Daenerys and snaps in half and the, becomes the Phoenix. In X2, I thought a better thread would have been to continue the feud between Wolverine and Deathstrike and mm-hmm. have that origin play out. I knew they were eventually going to get to Phoenix, but yeah. it just felt like... And plus, Brett she... Ratner did X3, and he's great for directing Rush Hour, but to take a comic book movie, it just wasn't... I, yeah. the, the best comic book movie that's ever been made, um, to me, is definitely uh, Spider-Verse, yeah. the animated one that came really out recently. Good. That is not just a movie based off of comic book characters but it is a movie that is an animated comic book and I love it it's perfect and like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy those movies they're funny but they're serious they're bouncy but at the same time they like hit you in the emotions that is what comic books do yeah comic books as a genre are goofy and stupid everything I love is basically stupid so I'm not trying to be insulting here like it's silly a guy gets bitten by a spider so he can like have spider powers. Like, this guy, he has emotional trauma, so he dresses like a bat, wears pajamas, and beats people up in the night. Like, this guy's an alien who can only shoot lasers out of his eyes because of a yellow sun. Like, are you kidding me? There's all these things that are, like, silly, and they're not as serious. Like, it's not all dark horse Batman begins. Like, Batman gets that luxury because Batman is a serious guy. But everything else in the comic book universe has serious moments, but is in of itself kind of a silly thing. So I like movies that treat it with that same level of of gravity, I guess. This, the, the proper amount. Like, my favorite Marvel movies have been the ones that are entertaining, not just because of the drama, but because of all the rest of it. It's a more human experience to yeah. laugh, cry, etc. I forgot how emotional the end of Guardians 2 yeah. was with the little space funeral for Yondu. And like, I found I was like crying the second time watching it. Like, I forgot how sad this was. Yeah, it was beautiful. And that was literally the end of the movie. It was in credits right as soon as that was over. There yeah, was no there funny, was, there was no... It was just a whatever. serious moment at yeah. the end. And that's kind of what I love about... That's why Ragnarok was so good. That's why the Guardians movies are so good. That's why... Ragnarok Ant- is a comedy. It's not yeah, even really it's not a superhero, even a superhero movie. movie. It's, it's just it's a, comedy. a comedy. That's why Ant-Man is so good. That's why people love Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is quippy and he's funny and he's lighthearted. Bad things happen to Spider-Man constantly, all the time. That's all that ever happens. But at the same time, Spider-Man himself is lighthearted enough to take you out of the drama and give you that human emotion again. What Spider-Verse did well, the thing that irritated me about, and I'll I'll probably start three different sentences here and I'll bring it back around. When I saw X-Men Origins Wolverine, I got excited because at the time I had a major man crush, as everyone does on Ryan Reynolds. And then when I realized he was playing Wade Wilson... Mm-hmm. Not yeah. having seen the movie yet, seeing it in theaters, I got excited. Like, oh, well, eventually, maybe not in this movie, but we'll get an actual Deadpool movie or character or whatever. Because from the comics, I loved. Oh yeah, Deadpool's great. Who Deadpool was, and then they, of course, they sewed his mouth shut. And, and they 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 but trashed still, that character. He still had some funny lines early in the movie because he was just Ryan Reynolds playing himself, basically. Yeah. But so yeah, that was irritating. And then when Deadpool became a thing and it came out and became popular, 
The only bad thing I have to say about it is that now everybody seems to want superhero movies to be self-referential and self-aware and that's and R-rated and that's it's not only work that Deadpool. Way. Yeah. That's the thing is that not every character. Deadpool knows he's in a comic book, and that's sort of. And Spider Verse kind of did that too. Where yeah. I was like, okay, here's we, we know we got some confusing origin stories, so let's tie it all together. Yeah, and it, it like, makes sense. So. All right, let's do uh, the origin story where whenever it was Penny and Spider Noir and uh, Peter Porker, where they just like montaged all three of those together it was just so fucking um, That movie was great though. Um, but back to Avengers. Yeah. I really liked Endgame. Uh, my favorite parts of Endgame were Ant-Man and Fat Thor, because Fat Thor Ant is the Thor. true picture of my soul. If you took a picture of my soul and developed it, it would be Fat Thor. What are you talking about? No, I'm fine. You want a beer? It's cool. Love Fat Thor so much. I love Thor in general. love Chris Hemsworth. We're just going to get back down. I love Chris Hemsworth so much. I had someone so point out to me, speaking of Fat Thor, kind of related. Have you noticed that Drax is always eating? He's always eating like a bag of chips or something. Yeah, he's always nomming on something. I didn't notice it until it was pointed out. And then I noticed like every scene he's got like just a little bag of chips and he's slowly munching on them. Yep. Like, it just makes me very happy. He has to, uh, <laughs> you know, he has to keep his metabolism up, you know? <laughs> so he can have those fast reflexes. Um, I fucking love Drax. I, lo- I just love the Guardians. They work so well. I thought they were great in the uh, in Endgame whenever they came in. I thought Endgame was really well. I thought it was a good tie-in. My only part, the only part of Endgame that I didn't like, and this might sound surprising, but the only part of Endgame I didn't like was every part with Captain Marvel. I hated Captain Marvel. In the movie, I thought she was pointless. I thought it was dumb. Like, they could have changed a few things with just a couple of lines of dialogue, and yet they didn't. They made it trash instead. Whenever they were like, where were you whenever Thanos was here? And she was like, "Ah, you know, I was really busy, guys. Like, really. I thought the explanation would have been fine, like you said, had, had it been written differently. Like, yeah. oh, I was on all these millions of other yeah, universes and it's like I was, them. It's like, I was literally across the galaxy. I just got here. I've been traveling since I knew this Your happened. Your complaint is the same as mine, because in that final battle, I just thought, okay, she shows up, and it's dramatic. And that's great, especially that badass scene of her and all the women. Yeah. That's but, cool, what was but I'm the like, point of that? this is literally the biggest battle in any galaxy ever. Ever. So what else... You, you, I want you to you give me a list, type me up an itinerary of the stuff that you were doing. And I like the Captain Marvel important. movie. I thought it was cool. I, have, like I haven't a, seen it. It's, it's her, her character in Endgame actually made me not want to watch her standalone movie. Elf told me I should watch the standalone movie because it's good. It's pretty so good. I, so I will. But like the whole, the okay. So like, uh, people listening now probably have no idea about this, but anyone who like knows me well knows that I, you know, if it comes to like feminine stuff and like women power and feminism all this stuff like I am right there you know I'm like right the hell there I'm all about it I'll like you know I'm always on the, on the lookout for this my, my best friend is a uh, she's getting her PhD in psych and uh, philosophy and she's getting her PhD in gender studies philosophy um, so like we talk about this stuff all the time and I love strong women in movies but the part where all the women joined up together like the fucking sailor scouts and they were like, don't worry, she has backup. I'm like, why are you guys gathering around the indestructible, invulnerable, made of space fire? She doesn't have to breathe. She can carry spaceships. She can fly the speed of sound. Why are all of you gathering around to defend this impenetrable tank who cannot fucking die? What are you doing? Are you just there to die? She can go full speed through all the enemies. She does. Two seconds after they sailor scouted up, she just sonic booms yeah. the fuck off. And I'm like... What was the point of that? There was no point of that. They should have had, like, Pepper have the gauntlet or something, and then Captain Marvel be her backup, or something along those lines, but not have all these women act like they're going to be such badasses to defend this lady who could literally kill Thanos if she wanted to. It was a cool, visually, like, a cool moment. It was, And I remember even the women in the theater were, like, kind of cheering when that happened. So it's a cool visual... And I was like, okay, that's, that's nice. But No, it's like a backhanded compliment, you know? People are like, oh, you look so great today. The, the and then people you're listening, like, oh. we were talking about ASMR earlier, by the way, mm-hmm. when they heard your uh, lighter flick, I think they probably thought a Lil Wayne song was about to <laughs> <laughs> If you had done a second flick, it would have dropped a Lil Wayne beat for everybody. There it is, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. But yeah, I, I, it, it's kind of like a backhanded compliment, though, where someone's like, you look really nice today. And you're like, oh, thanks. And then, like, five minutes later, you're like, today? Do I not look good every day? That is the women gathering up in the Avengers like that. As a woman sitting there watching all my favorite female superheroes and sidekicks and stuff come together to kick ass, I was like, 
fuck yeah, let's not forget that Wonder Woman's not the only female hero out there. Yeah. But then Miss Marvel did her thing, and I was just like, that was Wonder stupid. Wonder Woman is, however, the only good DC movie since The Dark Knight. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be right with you on that one. My, I haven't seen Shazam yet, so I've heard that's really Shazam good. Shazam is really but, good, so I hear. Uh, my good friend, uh, I won't name names here, but my good friend watches DC stuff. And uh, her boyfriend is a big DC fan. She wasn't really into him before they started dating. And she watches the DC movies. And uh, she will, like, vehemently defend some of them. But the ones that have been coming out recently, she's been like, yeah, I don't regret watching it, you know? I regret watching Justice League. Uh, yeah, she hasn't had anything to say about Justice League. <clears throat> it's just bad, like, what they did with... And I understand why they had to do it, kind of. But they did all these reshoots because they didn't like Zack Snyder's cut, and then he had some stuff to deal with. And there's some conspiracy whether he got fired or not. He says he stepped down, but it looks like they kind of forced him out. So they had Joss Whedon of all people come in and do the reshoots. So they get Henry Cavill the reshooted scenes as Superman. Yep. But he's shooting Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol at the time, and he can't shave his beard, his mustache. Yeah, yeah. So they CGI'd his they face. They CGI'd his face. I remember that. Again. It just looks like the worst CGI you've ever seen. Like you can tell it's not his face. Like he looks like a Ken doll. That's terrible. He already in real life kind of looks like a Ken doll, but. No, I went. Okay, so me and my mom were going to go watch Zootopia. Because me and my mom. I don't know if she is doing this on purpose, but I'm doing it on purpose. I go see my mom once a year, and every year a new Disney movie comes out, so I wait until I can see it with her. Either we watch it at home, or we go see it in theaters. It's like a tradition to me. I don't know if she's even picked up on the pattern whatsoever. Um, but it's something that we do, so we were going to go see the new Zootopia movie. And Zootopia was playing at the same time Batman vs. Superman were playing. And whenever I was a kid, my mom, this, this comes up a lot, but my mom had this cute little foible, which I now know is a crime, uh, of whenever we'd go to a movie, we'd go a couple hours early and sneak into another movie and yeah. watch that one and then go watch the other one. Yeah, I had no idea that that wasn't a thing you could do um, whenever I was a kid. So I do the exact same thing while we're waiting on Zootopia, because we get there about 30 minutes early. Uh, so while we're waiting on Zootopia, I step in and watch a little bit of Batman vs. Superman. I was in the theater for three minutes, and there were like literally ten camera cuts to different yeah, scenes. It's exhausting. It was like, I saw the very, very, very beginning of Batman vs. Superman on the honeymoon cruise me and Aaron went on, and then I watched a little bit more of it. Um, whenever I went to see Zootopia with my mom, and I was just like, nothing that I've seen of this movie makes me like want to watch this movie. This is terrible. Also, Ben Affleck is Superman? Ben Affleck is Superman. He was in Geely, and you're going to put him in Batman, fucking... Yeah, yeah. Batman, Bruce. That's what I mean. He, he did okay with what he was given, I thought, but yeah, it just... No. Everything about the movie was rough. Like, it should have been good. It was edited poorly. The story was poorly written. He... Ben Affleck wrote, directed, and starred in Geely. Yeah. All right, he shouldn't be in any other movies for the rest of his life. That was a travesty. Did he win? I don't know if he has. I feel like he won an Oscar for directing or whatever for Argo. Oh, it he might was nominated. Been? I don't know. I didn't see Argo. I don't know. Ben Affleck uh, awards. But I was satisfied to what. While you're looking that up, I was satisfied with how Endgame ended. Um, and how the Avengers story was all tied together. Um, I agreed with you on the Captain Marvel stuff. It was just... Okay, so he won uh, Academy Award for Best Picture for Argo, Original Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting, Golden Globe for Goodwill Hunting, Best Picture for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. So it looks like he's been skating on top of Argo and Goodwill Hunting forever because he won, like, seriously 40 awards for both those movies. And then Pearl Harbor's in there. Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor got... Nominated for something, apparently. I, I like Pearl Harbor. I just never think of Michael Bay as. I mean, Michael Bay had to get clout somehow. It wasn't all just Transformers movies. Right, Burger. Right, Burger. Bad Boys, Transformers, and. And Cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> and Cheeseburger. So, the only other things, and we'll move on to things to really complain about, I guess. Um, the only other complaint that I've seen with people with Avengers was the time travel stuff. But the, oh. the Russos made a good point. They said, the thing about time travel, you have to understand, is that it doesn't exist. So there's no real need to get mad over the rules of there's it. There's no rules to time exist. travel. Oh, cheeseburger. I'm sorry, but you're making my leg go to sleep. I thought that was kind of a jerk thing to say, but I also agreed with it, and it sounded like something I would say. But Captain, here's the thing. Captain Jane Way. Uh, Star Trek Voyager, Captain Jane Way. She has the best thing to say 
about time travel. And she says, time travel mechanics. They give me a headache. I don't even think about them. My dad actually says something very similar. Anytime we've ever watched a movie, um, like the movie Timeline with Paul Walker. Yeah. He was just like, I just, he goes, I hate time travel. Because, like, my head just ends up hurting. I don't understand, like, how anything works. But Yeah, what is time travel? What's it for? The temporal prime directive. That's really the important part. Don't change the past. Don't change the future. Do you oh. wish you could go back in time and not um, become addicted to Game of Thrones because it's letting you down so far this season and there's only one episode left there's only one episode left i was actually talking to mike about this yesterday so i have been obsessed to like a worrying degree to my friends and relatives and loved ones with game of thrones i started reading the book series about a year before the show came out all right was it a cheeseburger we've had a guest join us yes a pug named cheeseburger pug so. named cheeseburger um, so I started reading the book series about a year before the show came out, and I got obsessed with the book series. I've got, like, I've got, like, notes written in the margins, and I, like, have handmade several maps of Westeros to, like, monitor troop movements and character movements and things of that nature. I've read every single theory. I've made a tons of theories of my own. Blah, 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 blah. Ten years of this. I didn't watch the show until about season four or five because, um, I was pure to the books. And then I started watching the show, and everyone was talking about how great the show was, and I've been talking for like four or five years about how trash the show's writing was. It's like, this is not good writing, they changed this from the books, they changed this from the books, this isn't gonna happen now, this is pointless now, blah blah blah. And people for like years and years were like, oh Mandy, the book and the show are two different things. You need to accept the show for what it is. You should just like the show for what it is, blah blah blah. Fast forward now to the final season, I'm having a rousing good time watching this thing happen. Because this is exactly what I expect from this. It was horrible writing in season five, horrible writing in season six, terrible writing in season seven, and now we get to season eight and people are like, oh, I can't believe they'd write a bad story. And I'm like, oh man, just drinking my drink, eating my popcorn, crazy. But I was, uh, I was telling Mike that even with the horrible ending and all this other stuff, I have gotten so much happiness and joy out of the theories, talking about it with people, reading the books, watching the show, like, reading the supplementary stuff. I own all the maps. I have a, a book that is a 3D pop-up map of Westeros. I have puzzles. I have so much stuff. I collect the pops. <laughs> and, uh, like, I've just gotten so much enjoyment. I like being in Westeros that, like, the show could end tomorrow with Danny flying in on a dragon, shooting an Uzi into the sky, and then, like, Paul Walker comes in driving a fucking Mustang and, like, T-bones into her and they both explode. That could be the end of Game of Thrones, and I'd be like, "Good the burger." I just um, and I, I kind of wish Aaron was here, so he might agree with me on this. Like, I've seen so much complaining about what you just said—bad writing and storytelling and character development, and just the total ditching of storylines and this and that. And I'm going, I'm a wrestling fan, like. Every week. Like, Every week. What are y'all complaining about? Just come over to our side. <laughs> right? Embrace the bad writing. It's part of the thing. It's almost like the last time I did comedy at the Willow Tree, I think you were there for that, where I just said, you know, I'm tired of Game of Thrones fans telling me that wrestling is fake. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, those dragons are totally real. But now it's almost come full circle, where it's like all those same people are like, man, now this sucks. Like, I might yeah. as well just come watch wrestling. You know? Might as well. Like, yeah, no. I, I also gave up on wrestling for a bit. I haven't even told your husband that yet. Yeah. But I'm taking a break. I mean, it happens, man. <clears throat> um, uh, my best friend Rose online, she posted a thing that was like, all of you people that have been bragging about how you don't watch Game of Thrones, don't bother. You were right. You should have. You should just stay away from it. And I'm like, damn, dog. I mean, the end of the show is not that great. But at the same time, it's like, what did you want? But I was, I was telling Mike, I was like, perhaps the real Game of Thrones was the Game of Thrones we made along the way. Because, like, I have an ending in the story, or to the story in my head. Like, right now, like, I, Rose and Elf are asking me to write the end of Game of Thrones because obviously the writers of the TV show couldn't do it and Gurm's never gonna get around to it, so they asked me to write the end. And, you know, like, just something off the top of my head, you can take the characters and make a satisfying ending in your own mind. There's, like, a million components to it. It's like if you're at a grocery store, you can make any meal you want. It's the same thing with Game of Thrones. You can make any satisfying ending that you want in your own head. This is, that's the biggest um, <clears throat> complaint that I've had with what I've seen is 
like it's not fair to compare it to wrestling because wrestling's weekly episodic. It's gone on since whatever. Yeah, since the dawn of time. But Game of Thrones is over yep. in a week or whenever. It's over next Sunday. So, like wrestling ratings, just to tie it all together, are down like as low as they've ever been, really. And a lot of people complaining, oh, this storyline sucks. Why aren't they doing this? The only way to convince them to change anything going forward is to stop watching. Yeah, and have the ratings drop until they start doing stuff to make the ratings go back up. Because they don't give a shit that so-and-so is complaining on Facebook or Twitter. Oh, I wish they'd given Bray Wyatt a championship. Like, no one cares. The Game of Thrones, again, it's a little bit different because the show's almost over. But I've been telling people, if you don't like it, just Watch don't watch it. it. You don't have to watch just because everyone else is watching it. Talk about it at work the next day. You don't have to. Like if you don't like it, go watch. Like we were talking about the act on Hulu. We were talking about different shows earlier. Like go watch that. Go watch something you enjoy. I know you, for you it's different because you love Game of Thrones. I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. I, I couldn't possibly stop um, if I wanted to. I complained a great deal when they made The Hobbit into three movies because I yeah, loved the was... book The Hobbit and I just hated every second of the movies just because. It's just so much time filler. It's the same thing Hunger Games did at the end where they split it into two movies and everyone mm-hmm. started doing that. I feel like the only series of movies made from books that actually had a good, satisfying ending was Harry Potter. The, yeah. book, the t- movies were way better than the book ending. But here's the thing yeah. that I've learned. In everything that I love, the ending is always shitty. It's not, it's not that it's shitty because it's ending. It's that the ending is shitty. The third Drek movie, terrible. Third Pies the Caribbean movie, awful. The fifth one, unsatisfying ending to the series. Uh, the Hunger Games had a bad ending. Harry Potter had a bad ending. The Dark Tower series had a bad ending. It looks like Game of Thrones is going to have a bad ending. Pokemon never ended, which is a worse ending than not en- than ending at all. Um, let me see. Basically, like everything that I've ever like watched ever has had a super unsatisfying ending because people know how to tell a good story, but they don't know how to stop it. Yeah. It's just it's just how it is. At the end, they're just like, oh, I don't know. That's why I said what I said about Endgame is like it's hard to take over ten years and so many different characters and stories and, and tie in. that up when TV shows can't do it from week to week. But they've taken twenty two movies and just yep. for the most part made it almost flawless. I mean, the Next Generation Star Trek uh, that is one of the best Star Trek series is. Why should I? I asked you on the couch earlier. Why should I watch Star Trek? Because my family's been into it. I just, I've never gotten into it. You should watch Star Trek because. Once you get past the funny-faced aliens and the bad prosthetics and the techno-babble with the particle beams and deflector dishes and stuff, once you get into that and past all that, you get an extremely good microscopic lens on society and humanity. They use aliens and spaceships and futuristic concepts to be a mirror to concepts that are here now. Racism, sexism, that Jersey District 9? Yes. For that reason, because they flip the the dynamic of yeah. It's a lot like that on Star Trek too. Also, there's a lot of intrigue. There's good mysteries. There's some really good standalone episodes. The characters are really, really well done. Some of the characters are total garbage, and some of the characters are some of the best characters that have ever been on TV. Kind of depends on the actors' hand and how they're written. But the best part of Star Trek is, like I said, the philosophical lens that it points at modern society. There's a lot of stuff where like there's a character named Jedzia Dax. And she's a trill. And then trills have symbionts inside of them that, like, Jedzia Dax is, like, the seventh host for this trill. And she has all seven lifetimes that this symbiont has ever had. Yeah. She has them in her mind. And people now look at Jedzia as a correlation for, like, trans people. Because right. she goes from being male to female to male to female back and forth. Um, there's episodes about, like, how to treat... Um, there, there's some people that, like, uh, in Deep Space Nine, again, they were genetically modified. And the genetic modifications made them so high-functioning they couldn't function kind of thing. And that's like a correlation toward people with high-functioning autism. And then there's a few episodes where they're worked with. There's definitely episodes about racism. There's episodes about war. There's episodes about prejudice. There's episodes about, like, parental rights and gay rights and things of that nature. The the first interracial kiss on TV happened on Star Trek. William Shatner, yeah. William Shatner and Hura. Um, Although technically the first interracial kiss was between Lucy and Ricky and I Love Lucy. Yeah. Um, but no one counts white Latinos as being well, I mean, a different the race. The show is in black and white. So the show is in black and white, too. But you can't really the, tell he was... <laughs> when it, whenever people say interracial kiss, they yeah, mean black right, and white. Yeah. Um, but the first interracial kiss on TV was on Star Trek, the original series. The first gay kiss on TV was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, they used uh, the the trill again. Uh, Jedzia was... She's a woman now, but she used to be a man named Tobin. And her... 
she was married to another joint trill who um, that host had died because this was many many years ago but she meets back up with the current host of that trill and they're still in love but in trill society symbionts who were together in past lifetimes can't be together again right. and that's the whole thing and they're women no one brings up the fact that they're both women it's the fact that they're trills from the past and stuff but it's such an obvious correlation to where why can't they accept our love we're just normal people we just want to be with each other blah 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 and it frames things it frames things like poverty and capitalism and things of that nature it frames them in a way where it's like humanity could have this if we come together i think it's way more cerebral and way smarter than star wars i love star wars too but star wars is something that i want to watch whenever i want twists and a flash and a bang and like good yeah. battles and things of that nature and star trek's one i want to watch whenever it's like like <laughs> there are episodes of star trek that i watched when i was like a young not a young kid but like a kid like preteen or something that stuck with me that i thought about all the time until i was an adult and watched star trek more and more again because of the moral reasons the ambiguity the black and white the yeah. gray area that kind of thing like did they really did janeway commit murder is this like was this a crime why did this affect you so much Star Wars affected me because it was like, you were the chosen one. Oh, it's like, oh, that's a great story. I remember the pod racing. I remember Qui-Gon Jinn being cut in half. But, like, there's none of that moral ambiguity. Is this right? Is this wrong? Like, the Sith deal in absolutes instead of the Jedi. Everything that I think we talked about this at work yesterday a little bit, or whenever it was, everything that most people complained about with The Last Jedi made it, one of the few things that I liked about it. It's everyone complaining? Oh, well, the that, things that they complained about? I like with my, again, I was tired of everything to wrestling. I like with, I don't like the general idea of good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. I like for bad guys to have some sort of nuance and reasoning that you go, okay, I feel that. And then for my good guys to have flaws. Yeah. We all have flaws. And so the dynamic between Kylo and Ray both sort of fighting with Kylo's like okay I'm gonna do some good stuff here and Ray going okay if there's some evil inside let's experiment with that like right. I kind of like that dynamic to where it's not just most people complain it's like oh, whatever like Kylo's not Darth Vader no matter how bad he might want to be yeah no matter how much he wants to be Darth Vader he's not <laughs> oh seconds of Game of Thrones my whole life. Yeah. I eventually will. I just, just get in there whenever you have a chance. But I saw a meme that was to the effect of like when Daenerys talks about no matter what I have to do or whatever and people go hell yeah and then when she does it they complain. Oh yeah the surprise Pikachu well, face. Um yeah because the whole fucking time it was whatever I have to do. Yeah. Whatever has to be done. That did not have to be done. Oh, but you see, what? whenever you are insane, what has to be done... Right, right, right. No, I'm, I'm entirely certain that uh, whenever the bells started going off, all she could think about was Miss Sandy's last word. Well, Dracarys. Did I, you know my favorite NFL player was in that episode? The most recent one? Aaron Rodgers? I he had a cameo. Know. He got burnt by a dragon. Oh, nice. 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 Yeah. nice. Did you know <laughs> that in Game of Thrones, uh, the actual book series, there is a football reference where um, a guy that his sigil is a uh, silver star on a blue background um, gets picked <laughs> oh, yeah. up and destroyed yeah. by a giant named One One. And it's One One, number 11. It's Durham's favorite uh, player from the Giants. Yeah. And then uh, his friend lost a bet. And that's why that happened in the book. Yeah. It's because the giant funny. killed the cowboy. I was trying to pull up that clip real quick before we. Oh, who's a burger peanut? So yeah, right here, 
He runs around the corner and, and he gets, gets burned by dragon. But yeah, if you're watching close enough, you can tell it's him. Nice. So it's there cool. was nice. A, there was an episode a couple of episodes ago where uh, Matt from Always Sunny was in it, and he was one of the pirates. Oh, the eye. Sharp can, right in the eye. In the series finale, can Trash Man show up? I want him to <laughs> so bad. It's like Danny's about to burn everyone to death again, and she just gets hit with a trash can and out then, of fucking nowhere. And then, this has gone off the rails, and then John Tron can appear in the background yelling, Danny DeVito! <laughs> John Tron flies in on a giant parrot like a dragon. Oh my god! Turns out that he was the prince that was promised. And then the show ends with Video Game Donkey sitting on the throne. <laughs> Not even close, baby. And then, goes to credits, it just has more drum fee. And <laughs> <laughs> playing League of Legends. I actually got a message earlier today that had um, the cliff notes and highlights for the last book. Oh yeah? Was yeah. Is that everyone dies? Um, no, hang on, let me... <laughs> is it that thing? Shut <laughs> <Damn> it, Nanny! <laughs> I already told Nate about it as okay. I was doing it. I just... Um, I, just just to show you that it is in fact the full comprehensive <laughs> cliff notes and highlights I of the last book. And that's what people do. That's what I was saying. People do that with cards. wrestling and everything. They fantasy book it themselves, and so a lot of times when it doesn't match that, it becomes no, a letdown. Rose said something to the effect of "Y'all are just mad that your theories didn't pan out," and I'm like, "Yeah, people are just mad that their theories didn't pan out." We're also upset that we ordered like pot roast and are getting like beef broth in a cup. People can, like looking People back, we talked about. I know, I know. We talked about Wolverine. People were mad that they sewed, like I said, that they showed dead, they sewed his mouth shut. Yeah, on dead. But there was precedent. First of all, there's precedent in the comics for it, and two, it's referenced early in the movie. He says, "You'd be a perfect soldier if we could ever shut you up." So it was like it, was it may not have been what I wanted to happen, but it still kind it of still made sense. No, my worst, my my least favorite thing about X Men Origins Wolverine was how they treated Gambit like an absolute bitch. He shows up, starts gambiting things, gets punched in the face, gone forever. When I saw him sitting there, I got excited. Oh no, that other that other kid too. Oh yeah, another one in, in Logan. Um, no, 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 no. This was. Uh, I want to say that this is origins. It's it's a brief. This character, uh, his he he never really like his his association with his power is he's the most adaptable thing. Yes. So okay. whatever is like. Acting upon him, his mutant power is to do better. Be better than whatever is like him, yep. Like, you know, if if he was in a, uh, he was in a blazing inferno, then he would become flame retardant. Yeah. Uh, if he was in Antarctica, he would be immune to cold. Like, he's if he shit was like drowning that. to death, but he, he would have kills. But he just gets deaded immediately. Like, it, it just... You, you seem very opinionated. And this is Elf, by the way. This is this is the Elf of the uh, reference. Yes, no, I was I was talking about Alf, I was talking Elf. about you earlier in the reference of talking about DC movies where like oh, oh, you would. Oh, are we? Well, no, we I was there. saying that um, you uh, you started watching the DC movies and you would like watch them and enjoy them and defend them and stuff like that. But now the more they make, the more you're like, yeah, I don't regret watching that one. If it you was go, okay. No, no, no. But I do have serious critique, and I am bothered by the fact that nobody bothered to ask me how to fix these problems. Like, <laughs> I, I know why it didn't happen. I don't know the people who do these things. Right. But, like, I'm like, I just, I really could have helped people. Really I really, I really could have sorted out Justice League. I agree. Um, Justice League was where very it started. Simply. Justice League is where elves, um... Like DC, I, I don't regret watching it. Statement, but, but again. I really wish I'd been consulted. Well, one like, of the problems that you're gonna have is when you watch Justice League, you're watching the Whedon cut. You're not watching the original Zack Snyder cut. The Zack Snyder cut might have actually been okay by well, the standards. Like, I I highly doubt it. No, I do too. I'm um, saying and and one of the reasons for this is is because being familiar with that storyline. All right, so yes, you were totally right. You pegged me very opinionated. It's true. It's It's so true. Um, All right. So one glaring problem that pretty much everybody had with Justice League that in and of itself, it's a minor issue, but fixing this problem properly would have fixed the whole damn movie. His damn upper lip. Henry Cavill's upper lip. See, did problem. I, did I not say so this earlier? That's literally what he said earlier was the upper lip. What, okay, so the and problem. the reason, if they had to fix that by rather than, I, I really don't know who they put in charge Wouldn't of fixing that because I saw a bunch of amateurs fix it better. Than the other, maybe? It, 
the problem. Yes, it would have, but he was under contract because Tom Cruise Mission is a impossible, dick. Mission yeah. um, But here's the thing. So, Superman dies in the comics. They bury him. Then it occurs to some bright spark, shit, that motherfucker's powered by the damn sunshine. Why did we put him in a box and bury him? We should get him out. So they do. They get him out. They pop him in the sunlight. He rejuvenates like a daisy. Now, he was buried in his Sunday best, so he would be in a suit. But one of the reasons that they know that he's fine is he has grown a fucking beard. He could have kept He's got a beard. He could have kept the mustache. They could have applied a fake beard. Yeah. They could have They could have skipped the whole, like, Zazgu thing. Like, he could have went, which they teased, but didn't commit. I think Snyder committed or wanted to commit to it. Do a full heel turn and have him in the black. Right, right. No, but no, he really just should have been in his somber Sunday best that he got buried in. And he should have had a beard. And now, mind you, this this fixes the horrendous upper lip problem. It fixes the ridiculousness of how they resurrected Superman to start with. It sorts out, it gives you an opportunity to better feel out that whole cyborg problem in the first place. And we could have, like, just not dealt with that. And it wouldn't have come off silly. And as an added bonus, Congratulations, beardy men who want to cosplay Superman because you fucking can now. I mean, I usually rock like, stubble, so I could have... Right, could have been the stubble like. Superman. Exactly. <laughs> also, it would have been a really fun, like, in-scene stinger credit to watch Superman shave his face with lasers and yeah. a mirror at the end of the movie. It would have been beautiful. Or use one of Batman's, like, batarangs since they're made out of, no, like, more destructible... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, it would, it would, that would have been good, but it would have been funnier to watch Batman offer him one and Henry Cavill pick it up and use it as the mirror to, like, shave it with. See, shave that would have been hilarious. Like, that would have... So, there are so many opportunities that were missed on just because nobody bothered to Here, ask me Here's shoot. the problem with <laughs> all of this. Game of Thrones, DC, all the things that we love that are turning out to just suck total ass. It's the monkeys on a typewriter thing. Me and every other nerd that loves A Song of Ice and Fire has been churning out theories for fucking oh 30 God, years. Oh my God, the people who are actually in charge are only left with the things that you, you didn't write? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, we they have five people writing this story. I have a community of 55,000 people who every day were like, hey, is the Three-Eyed Raven brand the builder? Are these the same person? What about this guy? Is this guy this guy? What if we have a secret disguise? And so we have already figured out the ending 56 times. And they only have a few people writing this to where the ideas aren't going to be... It's like a it's like a rock tumbler. They're not as polished because there aren't as many rocks and they didn't let it tumble as long. It's the same thing with the comics. There's In like so many TV shows, another problem is that with every episode of a TV show is directed by a different person. So yeah. that's why the characters act differently and have different motivations is because this guy wants Sansa to do this and this that's guy wants Sansa to do this. That's usually the issue when you have a big budget project is studios get involved and every writer director has their own agenda. Does yeah. anybody actually want Sansa to do something other than get her head out of her fucking ass? I mean, it, get her getting her head out of her ass would solve every problem it, in the whole fucking it, show. Y'all can answer this. Is Sophie Turner like, engaged to somebody? Shit, probably. She's buried, dude. She buried a well, Jonas she's brother. Married. Oh, that's right. Oh! Uh, she lived won't. every teenage girl's fantasy and married Jonas last. brother. I'll slide in. Um, yeah, you slide in there. Get in there. Hey, man, I'm still going after Paul Rudd. He'll hit me back up one day. <laughs> What you walked in on was a Star Wars conversation. Mm. I have a theory that I'm half joking about that there are more bad Star Wars movies than good ones. No, you're right though. What I, do you think? There are more bad ones. I've than good kind ones. of altered that, but of the trilogy, but the now first, that I like Last Jedi, I actually have flipped the other way. The original trilogy, the first two are great. The prequel movies, the third one is great. And of there, these new ones, the first yeah. one is great. There may very well be more garbage Star Wars movies than good ones. But I genuinely believe that in the vast arc of things that are Star Wars, there is more good content than bad content. You are right. Sure, There's yeah. the Clone Wars exactly. show. Exactly. That's a good argument. Yeah. If you count um, all the video games. And when I make the games, argument, I exclude the games and the Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, I was going to say, if you take the games, the extended canon, the Clone Wars, that kind of stuff, there is more good content. Now, if you want to make that argument about Star Trek, no one's going to argue with you because there is an established thought process in canon that only the even-numbered movies are good because it's true. So, Star Trek, and, and, the and we're, we're just talking about movies too, because yeah. I, I, I want, I, 
again, Star Trek content. Star Trek content, like, amazing. We I, I had to give him an argument as to why he should watch Star Trek earlier. I, I actually, um, yeah, yeah. You should, because it's good, because it's a good show. Um, Mandy's never wrong. All my friends can attest. And, and except, I, for, except for I am, but we don't talk about Take it. a walk we on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> watch some Star Trek, live a wild life. Um, yeah. No, I, I also like to pretend that the Orville is Star Trek canon. Yes, you should watch like the to, Orville. I, I watched it with you. I like and I to think that the too. Orville yes. represents the um, look. So, so you get the cream of the crop. You get your Picards and your Janeways. Yep. But you've also got other captains of yeah. other ships that don't get their own shows. But I feel like the Orville is the show for the other captains of the other ships. Reg Barkley gets his own ship. Harry Kim is the captain so, eventually. If we're calling. This walk on the wild side or talk on the wild side, whatever for you. Either one. We could call her segments Elf You. Elf You. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Go Elf Yourself. As oh, story yes. Of the day. Get Elfed Up. So, last thing on Star Wars, we'll wrap up. I know you gotta go to I work anyway. Yeah. So, I'm afraid that the last movie is gonna be really good and that Abrams is gonna get a lot of credit for some things that Ryan Johnson set up yeah. in Last Jedi but got shit on for. But now Abrams is going to tie it together and be like, oh, whatever. I think that responsibility falls to the observers to, to realize the work that people put into things and give people credit. I was where exhausted it's due. with and the it's, criticism. It's really hard because we all know how yeah. we skip through the credits to watch the stingers of shit. But, like, people put a lot of hard work into things, and it's, it's hard to say that, like, you know, this, this is. Because there's a big name, you're like, ah, George Lucas, but he wasn't well, the only one to do anything about right. stuff. I tried to have that argument with someone who's a big Star Wars fan and is very close to me that was saying, I was talking about my theory that, oh, uh, Kylo and Rey are brother and sister. Yeah, like, that's, that's theory. my like theory. That. And they were like, oh, hell no, because remember he told her the parents were nobody. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but what was the context of that conversation? He's convinced in his mind that she's close to joining him well, on the dark also, side. he literally murdered both of his parents. He tried to kill Leia and failed, and he murdered fucking Han Solo out of hand. Obviously, he doesn't think his parents are anybody important. Your yeah. parents are no one. My parents were nobody, too. They were ants. He had just enough, like, where he could have blown up Leia's shit. Yep. And was like, no, nah, can't do it. So, I, I wasn't... I found out who, like, that I was wrong about this, but I was... I was really hoping that it would turn out that Ray was actually descended from Obi Wan and from Empress Satine of Mandalore. They could be cousins. Um, But actually, Sabine Wren is is their their (laughs) progeny. Um, But I always like it. It would have been really nice to revisit that. Like more uh, under the lens of like, hey, can we all talk about how much of a wanker Anakin was for not listening to Obi-Wan because he really honestly, truly did get it. Yeah. Like, he get it and he he did all of that stuff before you got into it, made the right decisions, and then you wanker. Uh, kids never listen to their parents. No, my, <laughs> the, the only thing I'm going to say about The Last Jedi, because I do have a lot of criticisms about it, but I will lump them all into one thing. Subverting the expectations of your audience is good when it comes to what's happening in the story. Subverting expectations is bad when it comes to subverting literally the entire series. If you are tired of watching a solo Skywalker story, I suggest you watch Battlestar Galactic. (laughs) Okay, like if you're tired of the story being focused on the solos and the Skywalkers and the Force and stuff, don't watch goddamn Star Wars. You can't make your own fucking Star Wars with hookers and blackjack. Because like subverting the expectations of the entire franchise is literally throwing it in the trash. It's like if I made a Star Trek movie they all use bear skins and knives because you expect them to use lasers and I'm just so goddamn good at my job. That's not what happened. I told, I told you I didn't mind him either lying or misleading her or whatever he did when he said your parents were nobody. That I didn't mind because I thought there was context in the conversation for it. And even if he's right, whatever. But when I, I told you this at work, when I saw Solo, mm-hmm. I had a big thing of Sour Patch Kids in my hand box. Yeah. And I crushed it whenever he joins whatever, the fleet or whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a last name and the person says, are you by yourself? He goes, yeah, just me. Okay, Solo is your new name. Han Solo. And they just like, name him. And I'm like, are I you kidding? I crushed my box. So like, that's 40 years of payoff right You're there. Right there. That's and it's not got. payoff. And that's the thing. 
is that like giving me a limp hand job for 30 years and then not letting me come whatsoever is not a fucking storytelling technique. It's horrible. Like it's the worst thing you can do. So it's like the last Jedi was like, "Oh, Star Wars is stupid. We're going to do things not Star Wars." That's literally what the general said. She was like, "Last minute heroic efforts aren't going to save the day." And I'm like, "Okay, so like eight I've movies." I've got a feeling about that. <laughs> eight movies say that you're wrong. Eight movies say that it's going to work. Why don't you listen to eight movies? You basically forced me to watch something for two hours that was pointless trite garbage. Because at the end of the day, you know what did work? Brash heroics. Because it's Star Wars. Like fucking always. I'm like, I didn't... You can't just walk in and destroy established canon and be like, Oh, I'm such a good director. Y'all are just... Y'all don't even understand Didn't see that coming, did you? It's like, yeah, I didn't see it coming. Because you're not supposed to have hover boots in Game of Thrones. Like, of course I'm not going to expect Ned Stark to fly from the fucking Riverlands on a jetpack. Jetpacks don't exist in Westeros. Should they make a Funko Pop of the coffee cup for Game of Thrones? Yes, I agree. They should make Danny (laughs) a movie moment where it's like the table. The table with the coffee cup. Yes, I think they should. I've seen some fakes of them made already, and I love them. That'd be fantastic. I uh, yeah, I'm not mad at that. So, what are your closing thoughts? You don't even know what we're doing here, but Uh, my my, I trust you. I uh, I have a great faith. In this podcast, I think is my my. I, uh, yeah. I, I know I you're lying. But I <laughs> no, no, I'm not. You don't know that. Like, and this isn't one of those things where I'm like, oh, you expect some things out of the canon. Like, I just walked into this. You, you, you don't get to expect I just that. I actually mean what I say. There's a lot of hair color, like in my general vicinity. Yeah, it looks great. We're fire It's two totally different, yeah, but like... <laughs> We're the Song of Ice and Fire. We should do a podcast together and do Song of Ice and Fire. I, I love Until that. we want to split I mean, you basically did today. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, sure. I, I enjoy that. Whenever he was like, so we got to do a microphone test. Just talk about anything, whatever you want. And I was like, okay, so when... I've Aegon, got thoughts. I was like, so when Aegon the Conqueror decided to conquer Westeros... That's all my show is, is just me giving my thoughts. It's been nice to like let other people do it for yeah. once. Like, no, it's just kind of contribute and steer it the best I can. I'm having fun participating. Um, I know I just like railroaded into this no, thing. Really no, like, I made it better and yeah, funnier. Oh, thanks. You're a fun guest Aww. we had on the end. Um, my closing Good. thoughts is that y'all should watch uh, Star Trek, Star Trek Voyager, all of the Star Treks, followed up by the Orville, and then watch the act. And, and then and watch Drunk Truck. Drunk Truck. Yeah. Dark Angel? Oh, dude, fuck yeah, I love Dark Angel. <laughs> shit, yeah, that Dark one episode Angel. with the guy that made everyone drink his blood and then like they go through withdrawals Man, and stuff. I think about that then, shit. Back then, Jessica Alba. Oh, Jessica. Like... Back then. Oh, Jessica oh, Alba. Um, Mandy. I watched the Ghost Whisperer just for Jennifer Love Hewitt, but anyway. Oh, I, I was just, I was seeing that I was getting ready to, to roll straight off of the rails and then start telling Mandy about things that she ought to check out that I started watching uh, recently, and, uh... That's not the, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, no, this is, this, it's never gonna end. The, Peace out, guys. <laughs>